Hey everyone! In today's episode, I'm joined by Kelly Bauer to talk about the importance of pets and mental health. Special thanks to Lisa Worth, who was actually on this podcast earlier to discuss a similar topic, but given that it is incredibly relevant and we wish to help destroy the stigma surrounding it, we're excited to continue this conversation with Kelly. This episode was also brought to you by Shameless Pets, an all-natural nutritionist-crafted sustainable dog treat brand using surplus ingredients such as sweet potatoes that are too big or too small to have made it to the grocery stores. They're made in the USA, and their mission is to save as much food as possible by incorporating healthy foods into innovative and fun treats. You can use Mela25 at checkout for a 25% discount. So with that, let's get right into today's episode. Hi, I'm Daniela from Mella Pet Care, and I'm joined today by Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us. I am happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So would you like to maybe introduce yourself to the listeners and give a little bit of your personal background? Sure. So I have been the executive director at the Center for Animal Health and Welfare in Easton, Pennsylvania for almost five years now. Uh, My background is actually political. I came from the uh, political strategy world and was always uh, a lover of animals and worked in rescues and helped out and volunteered. And then one day I wanted to sort of take my purpose and and my meaning in life and, and translate that into my everyday work. And so I became the executive director and haven't looked back since. I love it. Uh, I live in Catasauqua, Pennsylvania with my six rescue dogs, uh, my partner, Michael, and my son, Cameron. So I have quite the busy home and the busy work life too. Honestly, that is an amazing background. What an interesting shift really from politics to animal health care. Surprisingly, uh, not as much as a dramatic shift as one would think. When you are uh, running a nonprofit, there's so many similarities to what I did in the political world. Uh, it's it's quite interesting how they've actually meshed kind of well. And it's good for me too, because a lot of the uh, people that I worked for are still very much friends and as we know in the animal welfare world, you know, legislation is incredibly important uh, and how we uh, maintain laws and, and proper treatment of animals. So that part has been been great as well. Definitely. Yeah, I actually would have never guessed that. So thank you for that. That's a, a good intro. And so I know we're here to talk about the mental and physical benefits of owning a pet, which is a very relevant topic, especially now in the time of a pandemic where everyone's alone and maybe only has a pet to be with them. So what do you think are some of the physical benefits of owning a pet? Well, specifically for dogs, um, it approximately 3,000 uh, more steps are taken a day by someone who owns a dog and walks a dog than not. And if you think about just that little bit of, of extra exercise every single day, you know, for the life of your pet, which could be anywhere from 10 to 17 years for dogs, uh, it's an incredible, just a tiny little change that could really bring on incredible uh, difference in, in your health. But we know that um, not only does it lower your cholesterol, your triglycerides, it lowers your blood pressure. Um, It releases serotonin. When you pet an animal, it actually releases serotonin into your brain and and helps mentally and physically. So there is absolutely a direct correlation between owning an animal and taking care of one and and your mental and physical health. Of course, 
the mental health is, is a huge part of it too. And I don't think we really talk about that enough. I think that when we when we think of mental health, it there's a stigma attached to it. So we we sometimes avoid the conversations altogether, but it's a very real thing that affects a lot of people. Um, in, in anyone's lifetime, uh, there is a very uh, great risk that you will experience some level of, of mental health crisis, whether it be minor or something more substantial. So I think it's important to talk about the mental uh, health benefits as well. And of course, um, it has been found that people who own a pet have less are less likely for depression, have greater um, chance of, of being successful in their mental health journey when they are caring for a pet. The responsibility of the upkeep of an animal certainly helps to forge on the um, the daily living of somebody with mental health. So there are, are lots of ways that it helps you both mentally and physically. Definitely. And I love that you're talking about that because you're right, there is a stigma surrounding mental health. And so I'm glad that we're here today and just trying our best to remove that stigma for sure. I have talked about it many times um, within our organization. I have for the last about 15 years now, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder. And for many of those years, I didn't feel comfortable to share it. And then I realized it is a disease and, and it must be treated accordingly. But also, if I can help someone to feel better about what they are going through, um, then it will all have been worth the journey. And it is not something to be ashamed of. It's it's something that we can absolutely control uh, with our you know, daily living uh, medication if you need it, but uh, just making sure that we're as healthy as possible. And certainly uh, my my dogs and, and the animals here at the shelter give me the purpose and the drive to make sure that I'm well so that I can take care of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for opening up about that. Now, I have a question that kind of stems from my own curiosity too. My mom, when we had a dog, always used to joke around that we should get him certified as an emotional support pet to take him on airplanes and just like carry him around everywhere. And that like, oh, this is so easy. You just go online, you pay $50, boom, you get it. Then you get a vest. So what exactly is the difference between a service dog and an emotional support pet? And do you know how serious is this? Because I, I don't know if it's something that we can really joke about the way that my mom did. Well, I think that uh, we have certainly seen an increase in people who have certified their own pet as an emotional support uh, pet. And I think what we also have to talk about is that it's not just about being able to take your pet with you. Um, you know, there are people that truly uh, suffer from debilitating diseases that that do require that assistance. And I think, uh, yes, it's certainly nice to be able to take our animals with us, but I, I always caution uh, to be careful in doing that it, it, because, and we're seeing this now, uh, they are starting to really crack down on what that looks like and where and when you can take your animal. And if you have a service dog, uh, a service dog is trained and certified to take care of a particular illness, um, whether it be physical or mental. We see it uh, with people with who have seizures. Uh, we see it with people that have um, autism. Uh, there are people that have panic disorders. So there's lots of reasons for, for a therapy dog and they are certified. They are the federally uh, protected um, 
animals that you can take on a plane, uh, that you can take into a restaurant, you know, to dining, wherever you may be going, um, movies. Now, an, a, an emotional support dog, that is not the case. Um, so a service dog, you can actually uh, buy a seat and fly your service dog on the plane with you. An emotional support dog, you can bring them along, but they must be in a carrier that can fit underneath the uh, seat in front of you. So there's some some varying uh, levels of what you can and cannot do. And I think that's probably the most important thing. And also the training. Uh, service animals actually go through uh, training to become uh, whatever illness they're they're in charge of protecting essentially, uh, or notifying you if something were to happen. There's also therapy dogs. Therapy dogs are trained solely to go into nursing homes, hospitals, children's facilities to provide comfort and relief uh, to, to people in need. So there's lots of varying levels of it. Uh, I think the emotional support uh, animal has really picked up, uh, but we do have to be careful with that because we don't want it to sort of get out of control, then they, you know, put some things in place which would stop it. They're starting to do that now. And then those who really need it would uh, would not be able to benefit from it. So we just have to be careful with it and make sure that we are uh, being, uh, using it for what it needs to be used for. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait to tell my mom about that and be like, all right, don't do that. <laughs> And they can provide. I mean, there there is absolutely uh, science evidence that states that animals certainly offer emotional support. And if they are being used for, for that reason, there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. Again, the problem is uh, people kind of take it a step too far, and that's where we run into the issues. So there is certainly something to be said for that. My son is autistic, and uh, we have thought about getting his, his dog that he is attached to as an emotional support uh, pet when he goes back to college. So there is certainly uh, a need for it and, and definitely a, vi a viability in, in what that brings. We interrupt this episode to remind you of Shameless Pets, an all-natural nutritionist crafted sustainable dog treat brand using surplus ingredients such as sweet potatoes that are too big or too small to have made it to the grocery store. They're made in the USA, and their mission is to save as much food as possible by incorporating healthy foods into innovative and fun treats. You can use Mela25 at checkout for a 25% discount. So with that, let's continue with this episode. And so I've heard a lot of stories about how, you know, pets can sense when their owner isn't well. Is this true? And does it, you know, affect them in any way? It is. It is true. And to what level I think we've kind of, we've seen uh, lots of examples of where it has been kind of above and beyond and almost supernatural to to the average thing. Um, I am a cancer survivor, and I will tell you that both times that I had uh, my radiation treatment, I only had one dog at the time. He knew. Uh, he would lay next to me and, and guard me, essentially. Um, but he wouldn't lay on my where my surgery was. He wouldn't do anything to necessarily interfere with my rec recovery, but certainly he was very aware, very much more protective uh, than he had normally been and was certainly more gentle than he had been. Uh, we have heard so many stories of, of, you know, people in need for whatever reason, heart attack, stroke, seizure, and their dogs uh, have been able to alert somebody um, you see it all the time when they hikers go out into the woods and get hurt, you know, their dog will will stay with them or, or try to find help. They are very much 
in tuned uh, with humans and certainly can feel and experience that uh, pain or, or suffering, whatever it may be, alongside their owner, for sure. So I know you talked about how pets can help us with our mental health, but how can we help our pets? You know, sometimes pets have separation anxiety or, you know, affected in other ways. So how can we help them? Absolutely. Um, Being in a shelter, uh, one of the things that we experience a lot um, are the different Uh, mental stresses that come along with being a a shelter dog. Uh, Separation anxiety is is certainly one of them. Um, Even stranger danger. Uh, Stranger danger. uh, I had a dog that had stranger danger. He was the sweetest, most wonderful dog to me and to those he loved, but he inherently feared uh, people he didn't know. And so that would make him anxious and reactive. And and we had to put him on medication. I have a dog uh, sitting under my feet right now. He may or may not come out. He is seven pounds of terror. Uh, he is, his name is Teddy. Uh, he looks very sweet and he's not. He again is a rescue and was through something uh, traumatic in, in his past because he is afraid of everything and he bites and he's aggressive and he's scared at all times. So we certainly, um, you don't really think about how you can help your animals' uh, mental health needs when you adopt or when you when you get a dog or a cat, but it absolutely happens. And it's something that is critical to their success. And as a pet owner, you have to remember that we take on that responsibility, no matter what it is, to, to care for them and provide love and, and support to them for their whole life. And so sometimes it's medication, sometimes it's um, alternative therapies. I have one of my dogs is on CBD oil. And that works very well for him and and he doesn't need any other medication. Um, But there are certainly varying levels of of mental health issues and stressors that that animals go through. Uh, Cats uh, are actually very sensitive. People don't realize that they are actually much more sensitive than their uh, four-legged counterparts in dogs. But uh, we we certainly uh, see that cats are very, very sensitive. And when you notice a change in their behavior, typically that is because of um, something that is making them stressed. It could be a change in environment. It could be change in diet. It could be a new family member. So uh, certainly change and stress go hand in hand with cats and dogs. It's kind of connected to the, you know, who rescued who mentality. Yes. Really, yeah. <laughs> All of my dogs are the sort of throwaways that nobody wanted. So I have almost every category of, of, of animal stress that you could go through. And and it's true though, in your own um, life, you know, they bring you great joy and, and they, they bring you stress relief, but that love that you give back to them, especially when you're willing to go through all of those things with them, whether it be, you know, stranger danger or uh, issues related to stress. And I think it certainly gives you a greater sense of purpose, but it, it develops an even deeper bond when you're able to sort of work through those things and get them through. And so, yeah, going back to the earlier point about, you know, stigma about mental health and everything, how do you think our understanding of the relationship between pets and mental health is evolving? Even when I was a child, you know, there was your pet was your property, so to speak. And a lot of people still feel that way, unfortunately. But I think over time we have seen where it's become more than just uh 
property to an actual part of your family in a deeper way than I think historically we saw in the past. Um, it, it has been shown that more uh, people in the age range of 30s, 40s, and 50s went, you know, with with animals instead of children. And so we are seeing a larger number of people who sort of went the opposite route and, and decided not to have children and instead adopted a pet. And that pet certainly has become a, a very integral part of their their life. And so we we see that continue to evolve and the importance of of that cat or dog being an actual family member and not just property. The world is changing. And in this case, in a very positive way, for sure. And I think we still have a lot of work to do. I think the laws uh, right now around cruelty and ownership and and responsibility, I think certainly uh, need to be strengthened for sure. Uh, But we are getting there. We are are certainly seeing uh, more strides in that. We're certainly seeing uh, the recognition of the importance of animals in our life and and how they affect us and and what they can do for us and, and vice versa. Now, I'm very excited to hear your answer to our Mela signature question. What exactly does pet health and wellness mean to you in today's day and age? I think it's incredibly important to look at it from sort of a, a, an overview of how it impacts our life. When you take on ownership of an animal, whether it's a cat, a dog, a bird, whatever it may be, you are creating a sense of purpose for yourself. And I think that is one of the most important things we can do in our life in general. I am a firm believer in uh, being the change that you wish to see in the world, whatever that may be. And I think as a pet owner for myself, I I not only take that seriously, but I think it, again, gives me a sense of purpose of, of who I'm supposed to be and, and what I'm supposed to be doing and, and making sure that my animals are well taken care of. But I think we can equate that into our, our every day. And when you take on the responsibility of another life, when you decide uh, that you're going to adopt or, or bring an animal into your life, it's it's a big step. And I think that we continue to see the importance and, and the, the symbiotic relationship between animals and their humans. And I, I think it tells a lot about who you are as a person. I'm not saying if you don't own a, a pet uh, that, you're, that you're a bad person, but I certainly think uh, that pet owners, they are oftentimes more nurturing. They're, they're, there is a greater good uh, that affects them as opposed to sort of the selfishness that we sometimes see in individuals who don't own a pet because they don't have that responsibility. So I, I, I believe uh, that uh, pet owners are certainly more compassionate, uh, have a greater focus on the greater good and, and humanity. So I love to see uh, more pets into homes. I, I'd love to see more adoptions. I would love to see more people uh, getting to experience that bond and and all of the things that go with it. I love that answer. Thank you. And so as we wrap up here, you know, you've kind of kept up to date with what we've been doing here at Mela, and we're so excited that you're with us on this journey, but how can we and the listeners keep up to date with what you're doing? Well, you can always follow us on Facebook at CAHW1. We Each week, we have a wonderful segment called Poffee Talk, and we discuss the good, bad, and hilarious of all things four-legged. So that's a lot of fun. We keep the dialogue open, and it's always about current events. Some things are, are, are not so fun to talk about but need to be talked about, and others are just 
fun and hilarious. So it's a great way to continue the dialogue and the importance of animals in our life. And of course, you can check us out at healthyanimalcenter.org, where you can find all of our updates, our adoptable pets, the programs that we offer. Uh, speaking of, of health and, and wellness when it comes to animals, we have a great program called the Friends of Fred Reading Program, named after a hospice foster that I, I went on a bucket list journey with. And we did all the things a dog should do. And, and when Fred passed, we knew that his life should have greater meaning. So we developed the Friends of Fred reading program, and that allows visitors to come in, uh, visitors of all ages, to come in and read to the cats and dogs. And it's such a wonderful program because the animals love it. Uh, the sort of monotone voice uh, that you read to them in is actually the most soothing of, of all voices. And so they they love that. But in, so much more importantly, it builds um, a sense of of you know, well-rounded, uh, well-reading children who uh, help to sort of boost their confidence in reading. And of course, the dogs and cats are not judging them at all. So they can learn to read and practice their reading in a way that uh, allows them to give back to. And it, it's just when we talk about being the change that you wish to see in the world and and empowering these children to not only improve their reading, build their confidence, but also to give back, it really is just a win for everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an amazing chat. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening and hope you enjoyed this special episode. If you're interested in keeping up to date with what we're doing here at Mela, feel free to sign up for our newsletter at mela.ai backslash newsletter for an exclusive look into our company. Thank you.